We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, uh, and for those of you who are wondering what happened to that other guy, that, that really smart guy that used to do this show all the time, uh, Pastor Matt Clark, well, as we've said, he's off trying to get his doctorate finished. Uh, in fact, I'm excited because I think it'll be free medical care for me. I, I think, I don't know, he really didn't say what kind of doctorate he's working on. But anyway, I'm assuming, you know, that he'll be able to do all my physicals and stuff for free. Uh, uh, we want to say thank you to Reverend uh, Tim Shakel, who did a series on Revelation for us the last few weeks. But we're really excited today because we have a super fellow who's going to be joining us, uh, Reverend uh, uh, <laughs> Peter Hill. Peter, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. So good to get to be with you today, Pastor Lekomsky. Well, Peter, tell us a little bit. Who are you? Well, well I get to <laughs> what's serve. Your, what's your story? Uh, I get to serve at Trinity Lutheran Church in Millstadt, Illinois, just outside of St. Louis, uh, and get, have been blessed to get to know you through our shared work here in the in the Southern Illinois district. But uh, I've been serving here at Millstadt for eight years. Uh, before that, I served in another community for four years. I've been serving as a pastor since 2010, and I almost know what I'm doing. Uh, but it's a joy to get. <laughs> to serve God's people in all kinds of ways as pastor and a little bit as police and fire department chaplain and uh, kind of have my finger in a, in a number of different pies, but always trying to keep that focus on, on our Lord Jesus and how do we uh, keep talking about our, our Lord Jesus in all that we do uh, in our shared life together in the church. Because sometimes it's really easy to uh, fall in and say, well, well, we talk about Jesus during, uh, you know, the church service time and during Bible study, but then we go into the church council meeting or we have a trustees meeting and we figure out how to fix the hole in the roof. And uh, it's important to talk about Jesus then too. And he's given us a lot to think about and a lot to be thankful for. And hopefully that's what we get to do some talking about today. Yeah, and, and that's the great thing. You're you're right in 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 uh, sync with us because wrestling with the basics is always it's always about Jesus and dumb jokes. <laughs> hey, this is the perfect place for me. I'm good. There you go, uh, 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 Peter. Here we have to do a rehearsal before we can actually get into the subject, because uh, Matt and I have worked on this for years and we still haven't gotten it down. So I don't know how well this will go, but but we need to be able to say this is wrestling with the basics in unison. Oh, okay. So I'll count down one, two, three, and I'll say this is, and then if you'll chime in with Got me, it. wrestling with the basics. Are you ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. This is wrestling with the wrestling basics. with the basics. Let, we, uh, we can we, try we, that one more time. I think. Do you want to? Okay. Yeah, all right. One more time. More. This is wrestling wrestling with the basics. With the basics. Uh, we have sometimes done episodes and forgot to even tell people what they're listening to, and maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> But Peter, so so here's the thing. Uh, I've invited you. What, what's what's on Peter's mind? What's he's concerned about? And, and and so the topic you said you wanted to talk about today was Thanksgiving. Does that have anything to do with the fact that last Thursday was Thanksgiving Day, or is it just a coincidence or fluke, it, Peter? It has everything to do with that. I have I have a confession to make uh, that when the fourth Thursday of 
November rolls around, uh, and and they talk about the Thanksgiving proclamations of President Lincoln and President Roosevelt, and we go back and talk about the Pilgrims, and I think, who in the world is Uncle Sam to tell me that it's time to be thankful <laughs> to God, or just to be thankful in general? And and I, I, I kind of get my knickers in a knot just a little bit, and, and think, well, who are they to tell me who and how to be thankful. Uh, But that gets me thinking a little bit more that uh, when we think about being thankful, is it something that we ought to be um, told to do or kind of almost guilted or arm twisted into? Or is this something that that we as Christians should simply do as part of the week in, week out expectation of who we are as the people of God? And and so I guess I have I have just a little something in my craw that I don't need the government to tell me when to be thankful because the Lord's mercies are new every morning. And so uh, I can give thanks with a grateful heart, not just the fourth Thursday in Thanksgiving in November on Thanksgiving Day, but but every day uh, is a day when we have so much to be thankful to our Lord and God for. Uh, that's uh, that probably makes me sound pretty cranky already to get started, but here we are. <laughs> well, well, for two things. Number one, I'm a curmudgeon, so good. <laughs> we'll work together. <laughs> and if you think you're cranky now, wait till you get to be almost seventy. <laughs> the crankiness just it gets greater. But number two, uh, Peter, we live in America. <laughs> you don't have to be thankful if you don't want to be. It is <laughs> <laughs> because the president says there's Thanksgiving. You don't have to because we're not in communist Russia now, just so you understand that. But I, I get your point. The, the, the question you're asking is, why are we thankful? What is the reason that we are thankful? So, so you told us what it isn't, because it's not because people are telling us to be thankful. In fact, could you even be thankful if someone told you to be thankful? So so what is it then, Peter? Why, why is it that we... Well, let, let's ask two questions, all right? Why is it that people in general are thankful? And then is there something different about the way Christians are thankful? Is there a difference in Christian thanks? I I think so. And so people are thankful, usually not because they're told to be thankful, but because they've received something. And so yes. uh, there are times when— you know, By the way, thank you for volunteering to do this rather silly show. Hey, I'm very I, thankful for that. I, I think it's fun. Uh, I, so I think that sometimes, you know, with children, we always are working with them to say please and thank you and to use good manners, but also kind of to recognize that the world doesn't revolve around them, even though they think it does. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's a normal uh, thing that children work on is is to realize, oh, I got this from my mom or my dad or my grandparents, or I got this from, from somebody else. And when you get something, you should say thank you and be thankful for it. And that's a really great thing for children to learn. But we never, as as people who are also sinners, we never outgrow needing to be told that we need this. And so it kind of comes into this fundamental question of law and gospel. That is one of these Christian basics that we do wrestle with quite a bit, uh, where a lot of times when we think about law and gospel, we think about the law is God's expectations or the things that that Christians don't do. Um, 
And we think of the gospel as God's good work for us, especially in the death and resurrection of Jesus, for the forgiveness of our sins and for life and salvation. But there comes a point where the law uh, comes back and says, hey, for you guys who are Christians, there is a certain expectation of how you live as a Christian. And part of that expectation is be thankful for what you've been given. And so scripture is full of commands and expectations that we do give thanks, not in a way where the Lord is trying to twist our arm or where anybody else is trying to tell us exactly what we ought to do, but to remind us, like children, that the world doesn't actually revolve around us. It revolves around the Lord himself, and he is the one to whom we're thankful. And this is, I think, one of the big differences between the the American government telling us to be thankful and God telling us to be thankful is for the holiday of Thanksgiving, to whom are we thankful? And uh, when you read your Thanksgiving greeting cards or you get your your uh, sales advertisements and they talk about the spirit of Thanksgiving, they never say who you're thankful to. Uh, sometimes they talk about what you're thankful for, but but thankfulness is always something that's tied to a to an object or to a person. You it's really hard to be thankful in general. Like I just have thankfulness flowing out of me and going everywhere. It's usually directed at somebody who's done something for me or somebody who's done some good. And so our thankfulness as Christians, to answer that part of the question, is always directed at our Lord and God, the one who made us, the one who preserves us and gives us everything that we have and need to support this body and life, to the one who has redeemed us and bought us back, shedding uh, the blood of Jesus for us on the cross to forgive our sins and to cover up all of our iniquities and all of the things that we've done wrong, and who has called us into his church. So we're thankful to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the work that he continually does for us, not just being thankful in general or having a, a general attitude of thanksgiving, but we're thankful for specific things to a specific God, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. And and there's two things that, uh, as I was listening to that, uh, one, uh, you're right, even as Christians, we do need to hear the word, be thankful, say thank you, uh, as a word of law, because uh, you're right. Uh, honestly, if we think about it as Christians, gosh, God has given us a lot of good stuff, and we just take a lot of it for granted. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you and I are alive this morning, that really is a really great God. I'm glad God gave me that gift today, <laughs> you know, because a, a year or two years ago, uh, I had a heart attack, and, and it didn't have to be that way. I might not be doing this. It might not have been an issue for who am I going to find to replace Matt for a few months. It might have been who's going to replace John. So, 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 And I think that's good. I think that's good that we remember this is a law and it probably shows us not that we're really, really good at it, but it shows us we are, yeah, pretty sinful when you think of all the things we could be thankful for. But I really appreciate the second thing you said, too, about us being Christians. Uh, I suppose there was a point in the history of our nation when people assumed we were giving thanks to God and we had people gathered around a table with their hands all folded and their heads bowed and they were they were thinking but you're right I, I suspect now for most people it's is an abstract thing it's not really any particular person or divinity we're thinking it's just well it's it's a good attitude to have to appreciate and be thankful that you live in the United States isn't that a good thing um, and the, so as as American Christians, there's always this kind of unique question about uh, 
how much we talk about God and how much we, we may or may not talk about God. When President Lincoln, back in 1864, made his Thanksgiving proclamation, um, he, he actually said, uh, all Americans should on this day um, be observed by all my fellow Americans, uh, wherever they may be, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to Almighty God, the beneficent creator and ruler of the universe. And so he talks about God who makes everything. Uh, he doesn't go so far as to talk about uh, the suffering and death of Jesus. And and that's kind of a, a normal thing in American history, that we talk about God, but we don't talk too much about Jesus. Uh, but for us as Christians, we always want to zero in on one of the things that we're thankful for is not is uh, including the fact that we have a pulse and we're we're breathing today. Uh, thanks be to God for that. But we're also breathing today as forgiven uh, children of God who have the promise of eternal life. And and our Thanksgiving goes. It definitely includes everything that we have to support this body and life, and the very fact that we have a pulse and we're we're taking in air. But we go on too and say, hey, this includes the death of, of God in the flesh for us. And we're thankful for that too. Uh, and that's something that's a step farther than uh, President Lincoln or anybody else would have would have gone down. So, so here's the thing, though, I, I like about Lincoln's proclamations in, in, in this context as well, uh, because Lincoln also made this beautiful uh, proclamation uh, about the Civil War. Uh, and he said, you know, the reason we got a civil war is because we haven't been thankful <laughs> because we've got. All, and again, it's like you said, from God, we've got all these blessings We're this great nation that God has given us. And we just have taken it for granted. And so this is what's happened now, because we haven't. And, and he actually calls for the nation to repent. Uh, and, and you're right. We're, we're not getting. And that's so important, as you said from the very beginning. We, we got to bring in Jesus. What does Jesus have to do about it? Because it's, it's it's nothing without Jesus. It really isn't. It just ends up being this flat thing that it's it's probably better than not being thankful and appreciative. But it, it doesn't really leave you anything because you're all going to die anyway. <laughs> so what is that to be thankful? But but see, uh, today we, we get politicians tell us to pray. Oh, I don't care what bad thing happens. Oh, oh, you need to pray. But but I do like Lincoln in the fact that he said, well, it's not just some, again, very abstract, who who knows who, who you're even praying to, I guess whoever you want to pray to. But it, it's a fact that, that, man, God has been so good and gracious to us. And the struggles we have are because we, we need to repent. That's what we need to do. Um, what I would like to do, Peter, uh, I, I hope to illustrate what you're talking about, that, that, that the law that is behind the, the command of thanks, but also this totally different kind of thanks that I don't, honestly, I'm going to ask you a question. The world can't understand the Christian thanks, can they? No, I don't think Because it they does can. involve repentance. It does involve Jesus. Uh, go ahead. I, talk on that for a minute. And then I'd like to read the Thanksgiving text that we use every year, which I think illustrates exactly what you're talking about. Sure. Uh, the world doesn't know what to do with us as Christians who who want to be so specific to whom we give thanks and a, and to include a number of things that we're thankful for, like forgiveness and Jesus and his death and resurrection. They say, why can't you just be thankful for Turkey and, you know, and watching a football <laughs> game and get ready for the lighted parade tomorrow? Uh, you know what? Uh, and, and maybe a little bit of shopping. Why, why are you so uh, insistent and specific on, on being thankful to God and on the death and resurrection of Jesus as being part of your thanksgiving? 
But that's the very nature of who we are as Christians. Christians aren't uh, an in-general people. We're not a, a vague people. We are very specific about who God is and what he does for us and what he has done for us. He gives us everything that we need uh, in creation and in preservation, keeping this world running and providing our house and our home and our clothing and our shoes and things for us to eat and things for us to drink. Uh, but we also say, apart from the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, we've got nothing. Uh, if if we get all of the good gifts that the unbelieving world gets, and then we die, and then we're condemned, then then what exactly do we have to be thankful for? We we've missed the chance of of the salvation of God that He has brought to us, and so we say. Lord, thank you for making us your specific people, for calling us your treasured possession, for providing for us all of your blessings, including the death and resurrection of Jesus. Not in a way that we're being uh, guilted or shamed into being thankful, but in such a way of, hey, these are the gifts that we get. So, so Peter, I, I think a wise man once said, what, what gain is it if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Yeah, I think Jesus did say that. <laughs> I think he said that. Let me read the story, and, and then we'll comment on how this illustrates the difference between just being thankful and being thanks as a, as a result of faith in Jesus Christ. So in Luke 17, verse 11, on the way to Jerusalem, uh, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, which isn't a bad thing to say. Right? That's probably a good way to start. It's a, it, well, and it's something that we say in the church service week in and week out, right? When we pray, Lord, have mercy on us, it uh, has that fancy Greek name, the, the Kyrie, but we do that in church every single Sunday. It's amazing. Uh, we just get so, to so, echo but, these but lepers. Peter, uh, Peter, Peter I'm going to interrupt you, but explain to people what that means, because you're right. We say it, but I think most people just say it because, oh, yeah, it's the Kyrie. Yeah. That's its point. What does that mean? Uh, so this this idea of mercy is uh, don't give us what we do deserve. What do we deserve from God? We deserve him to ignore us. Uh, we have, you know, this these men who have the disease of leprosy, uh, it's a it's a circulation disorder where the blood isn't flowing to their skin and it, their skin will flake, uh, die and flake off and fall off, uh, even to the point where uh, tips of their skin, like the, the end of their nose and their earlobes and, and even sometimes their fingertips would fall off. It was a terrible disfiguring disease and it was catchy or contagious in English. Um, and so they would... Uh, have to isolate themselves. And, and so they were asking for help that they didn't deserve uh, from, from Jesus, like they would ask from anybody who would pass by. Maybe they were expecting uh, money or food. Maybe they were expecting Jesus, this prophet and miracle worker, to do them a miracle. But based on how the story goes, I doubt they expected him to do a miracle quite like this, uh, as they so, asked so him to do something for them they didn't deserve. But so number one, to be truly, truly thankful, to be thankful the way you really should be thankful, you need to know you don't deserve anything and that everything you got then has come from some other source, a free gift. Somebody else must have cared for you, loved you because you didn't earn it. You, you couldn't work for it. All right. I move on with the story. 
Uh, and when Jesus saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. So this illness you were talking about, that thing from blood circulation, fingertips falling off. Thanks for that image, Peter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I creepy, go isn't have it? supper when no, this is done. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me go on with the story here. Then, But they were cleansed anyway. They were healed. Uh, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And still pretty generic, though. All right, we have mercy, which is a good thing. They are praising God. But but here's the really neat thing. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. Uh, then Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Oh, man. Even Jesus is kind of insulting him there with the word foreigner, one that doesn't really fit in. All right, so what's the difference between the— because they all should be thankful, Peter, right? They all got healed. And I'm assuming that the two guys who went to the priest, or the eight, nine guys, I'm sorry, that's right, we got ten of them. I'm sure they were thankful. Uh, but but what is there a difference between the guy who returned? Is there a difference in his thanks? There is, and part of it comes down to him being a Samaritan. Samaritans didn't go down to the temple in Jerusalem for anything. They had their own holy place where they would go. And so when Jesus tells them to go show themselves to the priest, he's going back to the Old Testament law when you got better from leprosy. Uh, if it happened, you would go and the priest would declare you clean. Well, this Samaritan looks at himself and says, wow, I'm cleansed. That's awesome. Why would I go to Jerusalem? Why would I go to the temple? I don't have a priest there. I don't have a temple there. I, I got nothing to do there. I have everything to do with the guy who healed me. So he turns around and he goes to the great high priest, not the priest in Jerusalem, but the priest walking along the road, Jesus, the great high priest, Jesus, who has come to dwell with his people, as John says in John chapter one, uh, like the temple or the tabernacle, and he confesses that Jesus is God, uh, bowing down and worshiping him as the great high priest, the one who supersedes and, and is way, way better than the priest in Jerusalem and the temple in Jerusalem. Jesus is the source of every blessing. This man recognizes it, makes a bold confession of faith. And so instead this year of of thinking back on that parable that you heard on Thursday or this miracle that you heard on Thursday and think, wow, I need to really get my business together. And I need to be thankful like that guy say, whoa, this Samaritan, this foreigner who didn't really have anything to do in Jerusalem is an example of faith for me. I get to go straight to Jesus and be thankful for every gift and every blessing that he gives me. And I get to rejoice and be glad in Jesus' gifts. And that's where my thankfulness is, to Jesus, my Lord and my Savior, my great high priest. And, and, and here's here's the two things that go along with that then, Peter. Number one, uh, the realization that even though you probably haven't been as thankful as you should have been, that it probably shouldn't have just been a thing you did on Thursday morning, but it's something we probably should wake up every morning and go to bed every night being thankful. Even though you haven't been, see, that's what really makes you thankful because the Lord still did this. He still did all these good things for you because that's how the Lord does stuff, doesn't he? He doesn't do it because people, he healed these two men or these eight men. I, I got to work Ten on men. my math, Peter. Ten men. Nine men. Nine men. Ten men, yeah. Well, I'm thinking about the nine people okay. and I'm thinking, Jesus, well, you're, you're not going to give me thanks. You're just going to leave me 
I should just let you have leprosy. I took care of them too, even though he knew they weren't really going to turn in faith and in thanks, because that's how God does it. He, well, you know, that's the whole catechism thing. He gives food to the, the wicked as well. And that's just the kind of God he is. But you're right. Then you really ought to be saying thank you to him. And this guy does. And I just want to close with what Jesus says to this man, because this is what he's saying to us. Uh, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. And Peter, I'm glad I'm glad you suggested we do this because I I had not really looked closely at that that ending verse. And it's interesting. There's an aorist, <laughs> there is a present, and there is a perfect. Which we we have a lot of grammarians that listen to us, so we always have to throw some grammar stuff. Oh, out, okay, good. Which, but what it literally means is he says, okay, you're you're kneeling in front of me, you're worshiping me, but now get up physically, get up, get up, and 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 then the present there, go on your way, continue to do the things that God has given you to do, and do it with this perfect knowledge, this perfect word there that your faith has saved you is what it literally says. It's not the therapeutic word that the Greek uses, but it's a sozo word. So you just go out and live your life knowing that you have been saved. And that's going to be now, and that's going to be forever. And it's not going to go away. Exactly. Yeah. So this has been Wrestling Wrestling with with the Basics. Basics. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much.